Good morning, this is Thursday, September 18, 2014, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on today's front page. House supports arming Syrian rebels. Obama faulted in terror fight, a new poll finds, and Scotland ponders pride against economic risk. In today's national headlines, panel urges overhauling health care at the end of life. FDA panel strongly backs limits on testosterone drugs, and 200 homes have burned in Northern California. In today's business headlines, citing little change, Fed says it will stay the course. Antitrust regulator wary of mergers by hospitals, and five years later, gamble on Ram trucks is paying off for Dodge. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Gail Collins. Now, as chosen by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Washington, D.C. House supports arming Syrian rebels. Jonathan Wiseman has the story. An unusual but overwhelming coalition in the House voted Wednesday to authorize the training and arming of Syrian rebels to confront the militant Islamic State, backing President Obama after he personally pleaded for support. The 273 to 156 vote was over a narrow military measure with no money attached, but it took on outsized importance and was infused with drama reflecting the tension and ambiguity of members wary of the ultimate path to which any war vote could lead. There was rare unity between House Speaker John Boehner of Ohio and Representative Nancy Pelosi of California, the minority leader, who strongly backed the training legislation and sought to portray it as a modest measure. And the opposition included the equally unlikely pairings of anti-war Democrats and hawkish Republicans. The Senate hopes to pass the legislation as soon as Thursday. The American forces that have been deployed to Iraq do not and will not have a combat mission, Obama pledged to troops, at MacDill Air Force Base in Florida as the House debated his request. I will not commit you and the rest of our armed forces to fighting another ground war in Iraq. But the theater around the debate and vote belied that portrayal. The president, vice president, and top White House officials personally lobbied for passing the bill, calling more than 70 Democrats and Republicans on national security committees and in leadership posts to appeal for their support. Obama and his allies pleaded with lawmakers not to undercut him as he tries to assemble an international coalition to confront the terrorist group. You don't weaken the commander-in-chief when we're in a serious crisis, said Representative Dutch Ruppersberger of Maryland, the ranking Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee. Republican and Democratic vote-counting operations said they would not press for a yes on what they termed a vote of conscience. Ultimately, 159 Republicans and 114 Democrats supported it. 71 Republicans and 85 Democrats voted against it the stopgap spending bill to fund the government through December 11th and extend the life of the Export-Import Bank into next June, then passed 319 to 108. The legislation grants the president authority to train foreign forces to confront the Islamic State and to accept contributions in cash and in kind to help finance it. 
The authorization expires in mid-December with the spending bill it would be attached to, ensuring lawmakers will revisit the issue in short order. Language specifies that the measure is not a broad authorization of force against the Islamic State. It is not to be confused with any authorization to go further, Pelosi said Wednesday, adding, I will not vote for combat troops to be engaged in war. For many lawmakers, even some opponents of the president, a no vote proved to be simply untenable. Representative Adam Kinzinger, a Republican from Illinois, expressed disbelief at the opposition. What would our allies think if we rejected the president's request, he asked.